0: Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Anime Cave Podcast. This week is about the new season of Seven Deadly Sins. So for those of you who have watched the show, you know that there was uh, the original season that came out in, I believe it was 2014, now that I'm thinking about it. Um secretly Googling it because I feel like I should know that right now. Yeah, 2014. And then there was that other season that was like basically an OVA season that came out in 2016 and now in 2018 we have the what I'm calling official second season because I hated the middle season that they created to like pass the time, I suppose. Um... So, the newest season um, on MyAnimeList.net is rated 8.31. What I find really weird is there's no synopsis to describe the new season, Um, which, I mean it's completely different from the original so the original season synopsis was in a world similar to european middle ages the feared yet revered holy knights of britannia use immensely powerful magic to protect the region of britannia and its kingdom however a small subset of knights supposedly betrayed their homeland and turned their blades against their comrades in an attempt to overthrow the ruler lioness lioness lion um, <laughs> they were defeated by the Holy Knights but rumored to be, to continue to persist like these legendary knights called the Seven Deadly Sins uh, 10 years later the Holy Knights themselves staged a coup uh, d'etat and thus became the new tyrannical rulers of the Kingdom of Leones. so the entire series is based on a manga and the newest season is, a Netflix, they're both Netflix originals, so there are obviously The Seven Deadly Sins, and then there is Elizabeth, who in this season you sort of kind of figure out is like the reincarnation of Liz, who is Meliodas' true love, um, and like a brief mini synopsis of my own creation. Um, this season is about the Ten, Con- the Ten Commandments, uh breaking through the seal uh so like the 10 most powerful demons that were bestowed gifts by the demon king and each of them has a special ability so like for example one of them you're incapable of lying in front of him so if you lie you get turned to stone um and throughout the different episodes of this season you figure out most of their powers on like the other side of this um you kind of delve a little deeper into the powers of each of the sins uh except for diane that's uh, a little bit irritating, actually. Um, so I'm going to just sort of jump into my pros and cons. So a big pro for me this season when there was, was a, there was a lot more romance. So Meliodas is a lot more emotionally romantic towards Elizabeth. He was very just handsy all over her body in season one but he, you can see that he's like more romantically invested in her this season and you learn kind of a little bit more about their history like Meliodas was not a holy knight and he actually brought elizabeth to the king originally so that's how the king adopted her Um, And then Bon and Elaine, like, they're... Bon is my absolute favorite character in the show, so his whole story with Elaine is fabulous, and that he's been going back to the fairy world every, like, certain number of years, and basically, like, cutting his wrists and feeding his blood, like, his blood to the forest so it can grow back, um, because he's, he's unkillable, right? So he's been doing his part to protect her forest, and I think that that is... Freaking awesome! One of the best and most wonderful things they could have done with his character. Um, in addition to that, uh, King kind of goes back to the fairy forest and protects the people and kind of gives them their like self-respect back and kind of reconnects with uh, his roots there. Uh, no pun intended. But thing that really happens in the show that just like breaks my heart is that in... I do believe that it's in I think episode 2 maybe episode 3 that uh, Gowther and Diane get in a big fight because I don't know if you remember the first season at the very end Gauthers kind of, sort of In a relationship with one of the holy knights, Um, you find out in this season that he actually removed her memories in the hopes of trying to get a heart and understand love. Um, And this, like, completely disgusts Diane because he takes away this girl's memories of her little brother because he doesn't deem them necessary. So Diane and him get in this, like, full out brawl, like, destroying buildings, just completely immensely fighting to the point that uh, Merlin. They basically turn Gouther into a doll, like back into a doll because he was originally a doll. Uh, and even though he's in a doll form, he starts removing Deanne's memories very slowly. And so that really, really, really sucks. So that kind of leads me into my pros and cons of the show. One of my biggest cons, or actually two of my cons, first of all, Gouther is a con. I cannot stand his character. Whoever wrote him did a fantastic job creating a doll because I just want to kill him most of the time. Um, and then another con is what happens with Diane's memories, because the whole love story between her and King, in my opinion, is incredibly dragged out and boring. Nobody cares that Diane and King love each other. Nobody cares. Like just throw it in front of everybody like Bon and Elaine and just let it be a thing. Stop dragging it out. Unless with these memories being gone, I thought maybe it would bring up like a a love triangle like Diane will fall for somebody else while her memories are gone. But no, that's not what happens at all. It's ridiculous and it's a waste of time. Final Con is, they just tried to fit a lot, and I know it's 24 episodes, but they could have totally added more to the story or more depth to the story if they had maybe taken out a couple of little things and added them later, or um, abolished the entire erasing Diane's memories thing because she was barely in the show, and I know it helped us get like a history on her, but (sighs) we could have totally done without it, in my opinion, just saying. Uh, My pro again, so more romance, Um, it's funny because I just said that, but more history on each of the characters was definitely more important. And a third pro is just Hawk's new power. I think it's super cool that every time Hawk eats something, if it's from, if it has magical uh, properties, Hawk like transforms into demon hawk or part fish hawk or (laughs) weird hawk. And uh, that was kind of neat. Another thing that was also super neat about this show this time was the uh, power levels. Originally, I didn't like them, but then it kind of got kind of cool. So Merlin gives Hawk this earring that lets Hawk see like everybody's ability levels, and like Hawk kind of spews them out like poker card index style throughout the whole (laughs) season, and I thought that was kind of cute, a little bit different. Um, so. The opening theme for this season, uh, is called Howling by Flo X Grand Rodeo. So, that, so there's that. Um, so that was for episodes 2 to 12. And then, uh, for the final 13 to 23, Emei Gifurukara de Dideru by Sky Peace. Then there were three ending themes. So, uh, for episode one, it was Howling. Again, by Flowexa uh, Grand Rodeo, by uh, for episodes two to twelve, it was beautiful by Ann Lee. and for episodes thirteen to twenty-four, it was Chike by Sora Amamiya. So that was kind of neat, and just a little bit of information. Uh, it was twenty-four episodes. I did not know that going in for some reason. I'm so used to twelve-episode shows. Totally threw me off. Uh, it finished airing in June of this year. The producers are Aniplex, Dentsu, Kodansha, Muvik, Semi. Uh, I couldn't find any licenors, licensors, pardon me, but the studios were A1 Pictures, and the source is obviously the manga. And this season falls under Action, Adventure, Supernatural, Magic, Fantasy, and Shunan. I think all of those are appropriate, and it's rated PG 13, teens 13 or older. So the anime list.net uh, is 8.31. I would rate this uh, 9. I thought that it was awesome, such a fun show to watch, uh, immersive, um, just like a feel good show. I love Meliodas' voice. I think that he does an amazing job. Um, beyond that, uh, Bond is obviously my favorite character. So that's always a, <laughs> a little bit of a spoil for me because his character is just so fun freaking cool Um, and then a new little introduction to uh, the show is my friend Serena has taken the perspective from the manga's point of view so I'm gonna read it to you so you guys can check her out on Instagram Uh, if you go through Instagram you can see her on there Uh, so Serena's uh, review of the seven deadly sins the concept of using sins to portray a storyline is as old as well the sins themselves this manga, however, has a refreshingly depressing take on how each of the sins are named. Each sin, each sin correlates to the main character and their actions in past events. Each character gets a fairly large, dedicated section to expand their backstories and give insight on why they act the way they do in the present. The transition into backstories are actually very smooth. The flashbacks are explained or given a uh, reason for happening, such as a character retelling the story. The dialogue between the characters is some of the best I've ever seen, at least in my personal opinion. (laughs) I say that too. (laughs) To me, the candor and rapport amongst both the main and side characters feels very natural, not at all forced. Okay, so I'm going to cut in there. I completely agree with Serena on this, especially when it comes to Captain and Bond. Their boy relationship or friendship, I think, is so relatable for, like, the guys I know. Like, you haven't seen each other in a really long time, and you get all excited, and they get, like fighty excited, and I thought that that was really awesome to incorporate within this, the, the anime. Um, anyway, back to the review. Uh, though definitely a bit exaggerated to be more entertaining in some scenes and chapters, the protagonists and antagonists have a really nice back and forth, uh, with each one of the antagonists reacting differently and having different conversation types with every protagonist they interact with, and vice versa. It's not all just You're labeled as bad guy, so I'm only going to try to kick your butt as soon as we see each other. Thankfully. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, the emotional growth and journey that you see and really actually go on with these characters creates a bond between you and the fictional personalities. For me, this connection was enough to make me feel very invested and really moved by the feelings each character was going through. I completely agree with this statement. I was fully invested in Bond's feelings, uh, Elizabeth's feelings just throughout the whole show watching the different personalities and their, t- and their temperaments completely changed what I thought about them. In my opinion, when, it's when the minute details change between scenes or the subtle foreshadowing happens so you can in part feel the suspense of what the detailing will impact that a manga has clearly gotten me hooked. I think I read that wrong. For a book to make me keep craving another volume in a series while simultaneously making me not want to read more so that the reading experience doesn't end, now that's an immersive world. Let's talk about the character design, shall we? It is absolutely freaking beautiful. Each character introduced clearly. has a lot of thought put into their design. Everything from their name to their hair and outfits is carefully handpicked to best suit their personality and demeanor. I agree with that, except for Elizabeth, she wears the most... Sexually stimulating outfits for a very demure lady, (laughs) but that's clearly from (laughs) Meliodas. Overall, I highly recommend giving this manga a go. While the story uh, concept is simplistic, the execution of it is wonderful. It is a long and currently ongoing series, so if you're looking for a quick read, I'd stay away from this one until you've got a few free hours to spare. And Serena's final scores, her art style was a 9 out of 10. Dialogue, she gives it 8 out of 10. And overall story is 7.5 out of 10. So thank you so much, Serena. And if, again, you can check her out on Instagram. Uh, or you can uh, send me a message through my Instagram, The Anime Cave, and I'll totally link you over to her. Uh, hopefully we can see some more of her reviews in the future, because she's fabulous. But... Um, beyond that i hope that you enjoyed today's uh podcast and we will be announcing the next anime review on my instagram so that's at the anime cave uh give us a follow let me know what you think of the podcast and if there's any improvements you can think of that would be amazing or if you just want a guest star on it and we can uh, chat about anime together that'd be super fun have yourself a great day